Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode five of Crime Stoppers See It, Say It, Stop It, a podcast that brings you informed discussion about unsolved crimes, wanted persons, awareness campaigns, and how citizens can remain anonymous to help keep their community safe. My name is Sean, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Detective Dimitri Tianos from the Toronto Police Service and Police Coordinator for Toronto Crime Stoppers. Dimitri, how goes it? Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Still fighting the battle here with the uh, restrictions and working from home and trying to keep everything going. You know, I guess everybody's in the same boat and it seems to be the uh, discussion same uh, day after day. But before we begin today's episode, we want to acknowledge the heartbreaking tragedy that unfolded in in, uh, Nova Scotia this past Sunday. Our deepest condolences go out to the families and friends of all the victims and to our colleagues at the RCMP for the loss of Constable Heidi Stevenson, uh, 23-year veteran police officer. Dimitri, I mean, I have no words. Uh, you know, you're a veteran police officer yourself. I know this, you know, must hit your heart pretty big too, right? It's uh, always heartbreaking when we lose one of our own, but not only our own, but she was really big part of the uh, community from what I'm seeing on the news, um, friends and family on social media. She's a mom. She's a wife. She's someone's daughter. Um, she will surely be lost along with all the other souls that were taken, unfortunately. But she will always be a hero in life, for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Our thoughts and prayers go out to all those affected and, again, to um, our colleagues within the RCMP. So as we jump into Episode 5, you know, we have a really dynamic uh, episode for you today. We want to start and give a shout-out to all those that are supporting the podcast and sharing the message. Uh, You know, Dimitri, looking at our listener analytic dashboard again, we still maintain listeners in the U.K., Switzerland and throughout the US, uh, as well as throughout Canada and Ontario. And Dimitri, you've said it in many podcasts, and and you always do say this, that crime has no borders, and neither does Crime Stoppers, which is so true. And today's episode is basically going to focus on that. And, you know, we have, as I said, special guests on the show today, they are from several US Crime Stoppers programs, Uh, across the United States. The first guest that we have is a a good friend of ours, Dimitri, Lieutenant Mike Johnson from the Jackson, Tennessee Crime Stoppers. That is going to be a hoot, man. Yes, he's he's a character. He's very passionate. Um, First time medium was in uh, Arizona on a conference that the U.S. uh, Crime Stopper Association held. And he leaves an impression. He Mm. has a vast amount of knowledge in policing. He's done a number of duties within policing, which I'll let him get into. But I thought it'd be a good way of showing how Crime Stoppers internationally doesn't have any borders. Us being in Canada, moreover Toronto, can reach out to our partners right across the world with uh, various tips that come in. So yeah, just wanted to share with all the uh, podcast listeners and have a chance to see how our friend is doing during these uh, COVID emergency measures. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, our second guest today, we're going to have on again, a friend of ours, uh, no stranger to Crime Stoppers, Mr. Jim Fuda from uh, the Pugin Sound uh, Crime Stoppers out in the Seattle area. Again, uh, he's a stand up guy. And what I mean by that, he's got a great amount of knowledge, not only with Crime Stoppers, um, he runs a great program and a tight program down there, um, but also in policing. Um, They're doing a lot of good things now with uh, this COVID initiative in um, sending out educational pieces for people with businesses, which 
I'll let him get into. Right. Um, but again, I met him in Arizona. I met a lot of good people down there in Arizona. So I was very happy that I was uh, invited down there to uh, join in. But sure. uh, yeah, I want to reach out to him as well and see what they're up to. Uh, yeah. They're probably working from home and we'll see what's going on. Yeah, for sure. And then our, our last guest is, uh, you know, the, the head honcho for Crime Stoppers USA, President uh, Barb Bergen. And- Great gal. Met her again in Arizona. She, for those who don't know, like we said before, there's programs across the globe internationally. So she, we have a president here in Canada. His name's Dave Forrester. So he sits on the Canadian board. She would be the counterpart in the States. So she's the president of the United States Crime Stoppers Association. So she deals with every program across the United States for those who are listening uh, from there. Right. Um, she is very knowledgeable when it comes to Crime Stoppers. She's very open-minded. The last uh, conference we had in Arizona, which is in the States, they reached out and got yourself to speak right. on yes. partnership building. And they also got Martin to spread his word with yes. the youth programs, which was amazing. So kudos to her and the great job she's doing with the uh, U.S. programs. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, just a quick update before we get into it with uh, Lieutenant Mike Johnson here from Tennessee. Just a quick update for me. So, Dimitri, I've now watched the complete series of Millions. What kind of hits home is that Crime Stoppers really is truly everywhere and Crime Stoppers had a cameo in McMillions. I think it was in episode four uh, when, uh, you know, the, the one lady there was kind of going off the rails and getting herself into some trouble. And, you know, the police were looking for her and they did a, a Crime Stoppers segment. You know, what I want to do is uh, kind of show that here and, uh, you know, we'll get to that clip. It's a really brief clip, but just basically shows you that uh, Crime Stoppers has an impact all over the world, but it has impacts and assists police with investigations. It's a very important tool. So let's get to that clip. Spin the wheel of justice. Let's spin the wheel and see who it lands on this week. Looks like we're gonna come up on Ms. Colombo. She's been on the wheel a couple of weeks. Okay, Robin Colombo is wanted for Grand Theft Auto. If you know where she is or any of the suspects on the wheel, please call Crime Stoppers. That number is 866-845-TIPS. Officer Hartley, thank you. Always a pleasure. All right, so as I said, you know, there's a clip from McMillions, and uh, it shows the the impact Crime Stoppers does have in, in helping, you know, the community report information, but also with investigations and in, in solving those. So we're going to throw it over now to uh, Lieutenant Mike Johnson from the Jackson, Tennessee Crime Stoppers. So welcome to the podcast now, Lieutenant Mike Johnson from the Tennessee Crime Stoppers program. Mike, how are you? I'm good. You think y'all can understand Hillbilly Bonnie from uh, Tennessee? We'll try our best there, Mikey. <laughs> welcome, welcome. <laughs> well, like uh, you said, I've been in police work for like 38 years now and wow. in Crime Stoppers for 20 probably 27, 28 years of that time. Uh, when I first started the assignment, it was supposed to be for three years. Uh, yeah. Temporary assignment, and that was, you know, like I said, almost 30 years ago. It's been an adventure. You bring a very, you know, unique personality to the Crime Stoppers program where you are. And so, you know, I, I think the the message to the bad guys has gotten through. And then, you know, that's why that's why they're keeping you so with all that, you know, how, how are you keeping, how's the team keeping during, you know, the current uh, situation with COVID-19? Well, believe it or not, you know, here in Jackson surrounding area, uh, the crime has actually been uh, way down. 
Central really? Lightning. Yeah, uh, it's it's a little bit bizarre. I mean, I've just never seen it this uh, low. Actually, I mean, you have a few shoplifting cases, uh, but right. not a whole lot of that. I don't think anybody wants to go to jail right now, and um, so I, I don't I don't know all the reasoning. Now, now we have had a, a couple of gang shootings and and stuff like that. That I don't think uh, those people the people that are involved in those are not worried about. You know life or death so uh right it, it doesn't matter to them but really overall uh, home burglary maybe it's because people are home just regular type of thefts car thefts anything like that is just almost non-existent it's, it's, it's a little, like i said it's a little bit scary yeah i know for sure it is and you know the the episode that we are doing today is is basically crime stoppers without borders and you know, Dimitri's been saying it for a while. And then we thought, hey, you know what? Let's reach out to some of our friends down in the U.S. Let's see what you guys are doing, you know, hopefully keeping safe. Um, are there any files that or bad guys that you want to kind of highlight? We do have a pretty unique listener base uh, of, of U.S. followers that listen to the show. So we thought maybe this might be an opportunity for, you know, you get your message out there of someone who you might be looking for. Should we have what they call, I, I don't know if you've seen it yet on our Facebook page and, and some of our media outlets is the the wheel lines and uh, <laughs> it's actually a big wheel like on uh, uh, the wheel of fortune it's, and we spin it we put uh, yeah. criminals that are, uh, we want for felony crime and we put their picture on there and Lindsay is my band of white and right. uh, uh, we spin the wheel put it on news media and when it lands on one of the Mo Rogers scumbags we're looking for then they're paid two hundred fifty dollars have them captured and one guy we've been looking for. for a little over two years uh, on the first wheel, we got calls that uh, got him captured. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Good Great thing. Work. Yeah, it was. It was a homicide case and, and drugs and everything else. So it was a pretty big case that we done. And uh, that worked really well. I think what you're doing with podcasts and what we're trying to do with social media, you know, when you we have a TV, we have a couple of TV outlets, but you're limited on TV, on, on getting your criminals on there and, with social media and podcast and, and other avenues of social media, you can get your lot faster than you can waiting for something to be aired on the TV station. Uh, unless it's high profile case that, you know, something that's happening now for TV, you just don't get a lot of coverage, you know? I agree there, Mikey. Well, since we're on that topic about social media stuff, why don't you uh, give your listeners your Facebook page and all that stuff so in case they want to jot it down, uh, they can jump on your social media outlets as well. Okay, I'm going to let Lindsay tell that to you right here. Hey, guys. Um, our Facebook is crime.stoppers, all lowercase, um, dot five zero, and that's on our Facebook. Awesome. And your that's phone number, big, if anybody wants to call thing. in a tip? Uh, it's uh, 731-424-8477, and P3 app is really secure. Uh, and believe it or not, since we've started really advertising the P3, that app really helps. It's a lot it comes right. right to you no matter where you're at, you know, and you get pictures. And it, I just like it a lot better. It does. You know what? And uh, we in Canada run on that same. It was on another podcast where we talked about the P3 system. Mm -hmm. And that's where I said, as an investigator, both of us have realized how worthwhile this program is and how it helps us with cases. But I also said that criminals never have borders. If they want to go to the States, sell drugs do murders and all that stuff, they can come up to Canada and do the same thing. Yeah, so that's right. why these friendships that we have in Crime Stoppers, they don't have borders either. And that that's P3 right. system gives us that combined force, right? You know, I remember one such case. I got a call from, uh, I think it was Los Angeles Crime Stoppers, and they said that there was a guy in our town 
that was wanted on a million dollar bond, skipped out on a million dollar bond. It'd been 10 years. And so they told me where he worked. They sent pictures. They'd done all this stuff. They, I said, well, I've got to have the warrant. So they sent uh, email copies of the warrant. Well, so I, out of a courtesy, since it was a federal case in the FBI, I called uh, one of our FBI agents and he said, it, it was funny. He said, Mike, he said, I, I really don't think uh, this is a guy you're talking about. I said, our agent stayed at his hotel. He was a big manager of a big hotel in our city. Oh, wow. And uh, wow. I said, well, you know, I don't know, Jerry. I said, uh, I've got these warrants. I've got some old pictures. I said, why? I said, why don't we just go by there and ask the guy? And uh, he said, well, okay. So I picked him up in my car and we went to the big hotel he was working at. And he was upstairs and we went to his office. And Jerry, well, you know, he said, hey, Jerry, how are you doing? It's on first name basis, this and that. And I got tired. Of, you know, I'm kind of old school and I got tired of listening to all that. And I said, look, <laughs> I said, I'm going to tell you, are you this guy right here? And he stood up and he said, yes, you got me. That's me. Wow. No, it was wow. 10 years uh, that he had been on the skip and his wife was with him and she had a different name. And so, you know, and that's how good Crime Stoppers worked without uh, those guys being able to have somebody to call here. Because, you know, when you call a, a law enforcement agency, even if you're in law enforcement, you've got to go through certain steps to get certain information or know an investigator personally. And with this, we all know each other anyway. With, with mm -hmm. That's Stoppers. right. You know that information is going to be looked into, whether it's good or bad. You know, at least it's that's going right. to be looked into. So that's what makes this organization so good and has maintained a, a great relationship all over the world. Listen, and talking about uh, catching these uh, bandits that are going across borders, the last two uh, BOLO campaigns we have, which is Be on the Lookout, both were caught in the States. Yeah, I listened. And they were, they were hiding out there, right? Yeah, so, that's right. Thanks to Crime Stoppers, I've been to every providence of Canada. Uh, that's awesome. It, it's... Uh, you guys put on one of the best conventions, uh, put on the best conventions that, that I've ever attended with the hospitality and uh, the friendliness of everybody. They, they are always great. But, you know, it's so easy to go across the uh, uh, the border between us two. Uh, the crimes, crime goes everywhere. You know, United mm -hmm. States criminals come there and y'all got some Canadian criminals that come here. And it, it's, it's so easy to do. They do it a lot. Well, we want them to know that just as easy as they can cross borders, we can communicate to one another. So got, we're hot on their trail, right? You got that right. Always will be. Well, how you doing health-wise, man? How you doing there in the office? You know, we're, we're hanging in just like everybody else. You try to keep the social distancing as best you mm -hmm. can. You, you guys know when you work in, in the office or, at, you know, our, our office is inside the sheriff's department. You know, you, you're going to get close to people no matter what. You know, you just try to be as safe as you can and. Lindsay washes her hands about every two minutes. I don't think she's got any skin left. You know, <laughs> hands, but, uh, yeah. I'm, you know how guys are when I, we had a few. That's good. That's had good. a few in the jail, in our jail system that uh, got the virus. And then we've had some um, some of the people working in the jail system. They got the virus, you know, but uh, that's about it. I think that's the same with us here. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're also looking at the long-term care, the senior homes. Yeah. They're being affected. Yeah, it is here too. You know, the, the senior homes, because, you know, right now, you know, they always say, especially in the States, that if you've got a person in, uh, as we used to call them, the old folks home, um, yep. you need to check on them. You know, you need to go visit them. You need at least to go check on them. And, and now you can't do that. And so, you know. That's the sad you part. Know, that's the sad part. And so you don't you don't really know what kind of care they're getting. And obviously, some of them, they haven't been getting good care at all, you know. Uh, yeah. And, and I heard about 
the shooting in Canada, that was highly unusual, that many yeah. people. Up in Nova Scotia, yeah, we talked about that just before oh, we called you. Uh, uh, it's pretty yeah, sad. Yeah, it is, you know, and it's highly unusual. <laughs> I'll tell a little short story because we need some fun times here with everything yep. going on. Uh, on a trip to Canada, and at the time when they had Crime Stoppers Convention, there was always a golf tournament. So uh, one of the judges here had a real nice golf bag, and he said it's a hard case bag. You put your clubs in, you can ship them, you can take them with you on the plane, and it's great. So and when I get into Canada and, you know, waiting on the bags to come through, and my golf, big, long golf bag, hard case, didn't come through. And I thought, well, you know, maybe they lost it. Well, I'm looking over and I see yeah. a guy in a uniform around an escalator that pushes stuff out, uh, bags out with yellow tape around it. And he's standing there looking at my bag. And I look over there and I said, uh-oh. So I go over there <laughs> and uh, it was security at the airport. And he said, really need you to open this bag. He said, um, what's in it? And I said, well, it's golf clubs. And he said, well, I need you to open up. I said, sure. You know, he was real nice. No problem in opening it up. And the golf clubs didn't have fiberglass shaft at the time. It's steel looked like gun barrels oh. and, and oh, Jesus. looked like a gun case. I mean, because it was a hard, you know, it had them real neat looking and stuff. And no, yeah. but I got to right. that, you know, so you ain't getting, you're not getting anything by on that, you know, which is a good idea. You could, you could, you know, you could do that the is, gun case, put the golf bag and put gun barrels in smart. You know? That's right. But yeah. It was That's pretty right. funny. We had a good time with that. So, hey, Mike, I know you guys do an equivalent to what we do as our chief of police gala. You guys did your shindig there in January. How did that go? I know Dimitri Martin and I were trying to get down there, but obviously with some circumstances up here in Canada, we weren't able to make it. How did that uh, how did that go for you? You know, it gets better every year when you just think think it can't get any better. Well, we had a uh, – Lindsay had lined up some uh, fire breathers, you oh, know, nice. and aerial acrobat stuff, you well, know, that come in and set their own stuff up. It cost us a fortune, but it was really nice, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, we mm -hmm. did real well, raised quite a bit of money. You know, when you're putting on an event like that, you really have to weigh everything. And, and we spend a lot of money to put that on. So you're kind of gambling with, with donated funds. You right. know, you do, but we had money that was allotted up front, private donations, you know, 5000 here, 5000 there. So if we get 20000 once we hit a, a sponsorship of $20,000, then we know we can have it and not worry about losing money. So right. that's the only reason we've been able to continue it is because of the sponsorships we get from city, county, and just individual businesses. And I worry about that this year, and I worry about our golf tournament. Mm -hmm. I'm constantly worried now with this coronavirus. What, what are we going to do? You, you guys are in the same boat, you know. You know, sure. we had a golf tournament coming up in June. We have it every year. We've had it for 20-something years. And so we've had to cancel that, and we rescheduled for the first Monday in August. Well, right. now, I know we're not going to be able to get the sponsorship that we've got. You know, sales tax revenue is, is nothing from the cities, from the counties. And, you know, you call to sell, uh, get a $3,500 sponsor to sponsor the tournament when they're laying off people. Yeah. It just yes, makes sir. you kind of feel you just don't want to do that. You know, yeah. and some of the people that we even the big organizations that Lindsay's uh, contact about the golf tournament that usually give, you know, stuff for door prizes and first place prizes. They're using that money to help their employees. And, and what can you say? Rightfully right, so, right? right. Rightfully no, so I in times no like this. Yeah. That, so do we go ahead? We reschedule for August and getting the listeners opinion. Do you go ahead since we reschedule in August to go ahead as planned and just do the best you can do? and try to make it a, a fun fundraiser instead of a fundraiser to try to raise so much money. 
Yeah. I, I don't know what yeah. you, you know. Please. Yeah, and I mean, that's a really good, you know, that's a really good question. And I think Crime Stoppers and all charity programs around the world, you know, never mind just North America, are going to have that challenge. And when it comes to, you know, going to their sponsors and organizations are hitting hard. I know our golf tournament is scheduled for September the 3rd. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're keeping a watchful eye on whether we should just totally cancel it right now. But you know, that's still a few months away to, you know, have a determination on what regulations are going to be um, relaxed here yeah. in Ontario to allow us to have it. But then it just comes, like you said, Mike, it comes down to, will we have sponsors that have the funds available to, to do support that. the event? Right. Um, and if we do go forward with it, you know, do we do it maybe on a lower scale, spend a little bit less money that's and make it more, yeah. Yeah, make it more, more fun and yes. almost... Yeah. You know, as long as we break even, make it more fun, but almost as a give back to the the sponsors that have sponsored us for many, many years to say, hey, look, thank you. Let's just all get together and have fun today. So definitely difficult times when it comes to the fundraising piece. Mm -hmm. I mean, you want to make money, but if it's just so you can have fun for the people that supported us and and really Mm -hmm. want to get out, you know, and I think in August we're going to that's going to be restricted where to some extent uh, in August, first Monday in August, you don't know what's going to happen. It's it's hard to hard to find out but i don't know that worries me a lot you know that worries me more than anything you know i think I, I think i think these days there's a lot more questions than there are answers mm-hmm. yeah but mm-hmm. uh we also have to look at sponsors are there companies allowing them to go to gatherings like this That's yeah. right. so exactly right you know uh, we'll have to revisit this closer to the date yeah but, but it's all going to be back to normal man it has to be back to normal i, I tell you uh, I, people I, have to have faith i never thought we'd see something like this in my lifetime and i'm a lot older than both of y'all you know yeah, I didn't yeah. <laughs> yeah it's true <laughs> yeah shut up <laughs> yeah i never thought we'd see that you know, or something like this I, obviously i was wrong <laughs> i mean yeah. mike thank you for for joining us today you know please send our hellos and our keep safes to, you know, Lindsay and the rest of the team over there. For more information on your program, please check out their website, 731crimestoppers.org. Follow them on social media. And Mike, just as we leave, can you give us your Crime Stoppers uh, slogan to report a moron, scumbag, or thug? Can you give us that as as an ending? My crime start out this week, Crime Stoppers are looking for some morons that robbed the convenience store. These punks run out the front door waving guns and demanding money. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, Mikey. You you... Scumbags on TV, and we won a, a national award through Crime Stoppers in 2014 uh, for the best media. And when it was played, when when they played those fights, and you can see them on our Crime Stoppers Facebook stuff. When they played those fights, uh, people couldn't believe I got away with it. And I said, "Well, I'm Mike Johnson, and you're not." Baby. You know what, Mikey? <laughs> if, I, if, if I can tell you, you. You done good. You done good. You, 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 done, you, done, good. you done done good. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Well, I enjoyed it, guys. All right, Mike. Thanks for joining us. Till next time. Our second guest on today's special episode of Crime Stoppers Without Borders is Jim Fuda with Crime Stoppers of uh, Puget Sound. Welcome to the podcast, Jim. How are you doing? Great. Thanks so much for having me. How are you keeping with the uh, current restrictions with what's going on in the world today? Well, the way our our program works, we have a. Um, uh, three paid employees and uh, uh, my partner uh, Merle Carner is uh, he's pretty much keeping uh, the Washington's Most Wanted television show going get feeding, feeding them with cases and mm-hmm. uh, I've been actually uh, working mostly from home and and pumping out safety tips uh, to the media you know with this COVID stuff is just last night is we had um, 
you know, the streets are eerily empty and people are right. allowed, you know, to go out and walk and those kinds of things. But that's a that's a perfect ground for uh, criminal activity to start. So we put a, a situational awareness safety tips that aired on our local Fox affiliate uh, last night. And we also did one, you know, businesses are closed down and we've seen a great uptick in uh, vandalisms and burglaries in those closed business. So we did one uh, for that that aired last week. And one we've got in the in the works in case it gets this way, and we obviously hope that it doesn't, but we're doing some civil unrest safety tips for to keep you and your family safe if, if it should come to uh, anything like that. Nice. Very uh, cool. S- same with Toronto there, uh, Jimmy. We're doing the same thing with Toronto police as far as uh, officers conducting enforcement along different corridors right? in regards to uh, break and enter prevention as a result of this uh, closed businesses because of uh, COVID-19. Yeah, it's uh, I, I, I don't know what the answer is, but when you go drive through our downtown uh, at four o'clock in the afternoon is what's normally jam packed. There's nobody there. Nobody mm-hmm. but our homeless population. Same with us. We're, we're, we're seeing the same thing down here in Toronto. Yeah. So, Jim, just for our listeners sake uh, here in Toronto and some of the listeners that we have from around the world, where exactly are you located? You're out in the Seattle area, aren't you not? We are we are in in Seattle in our program covers uh, five counties and we're our program encompasses about 4.2 million people. Oh, nice. So over the last month, um, since we've all been pretty much in lockdown, are you seeing a spike in crime? Are you seeing your tips go up or down? Like, what does that look like for you and the team over on your uh, program? Yeah, our, our, um, our tips have seemed to uh, stayed about the same. Um, we're getting, uh, many, you know, thank God for P3 tips uh, uh, and how we, we were able to filter those to, to uh, uh, the agencies that are responsible for those. And I'll give you a good example. The day before we had a stalker trying to lure two kids into a van in one end of, of our county and up in the other end of our co- uh, county in another city, he was seen and arrested through uh, viewer tips. Oh, so, perfect. Yeah. Wow. So uh, uh, it's the... The process is working, and uh, uh, we've our our person that takes our tips is doing a, a great job and knows most of the officers and has learned that we know obviously where tip coming, what jurisdiction we uh, we give that tip to. So when we're scattered like that with so many different police agencies, uh, it's it's good to have somebody that actually knows what they're doing and, and where that tip belongs. Yeah, same with us uh, at the Toronto program uh, when this. COVID-19 stuff first happened, we came up with an emergency civil protection act order from the province and from the city. And then we started seeing an influx of uh, reports on people not self-distancing, attending parks. So we had to build that partnership with the city of Toronto and uh, they're looking after those tips now, looking at the hotspot parks, looking at the businesses that are vulnerable, so, yeah, we're getting an influx of tips in regards to COVID-19. Yeah, yeah actually the same. We've, uh, we've actually added that to our P3 uh, tips app. That, that, so we, we just got it, uh, the social distancing stuff. And, and it, where there's much of a, a large gathering, we have uh, our community service officers and the, and the police are trying not to, to have to do actual enforcement, but more education of that. So they're, they're getting yeah. on their, bull, their PA systems and, and uh, advising people that that's not the the cool thing to do. That's right. That's right. I think we all, whether you're across the border or not, we're all, all law enforcement are trying to do that as well. Tr- trying to engage the community and mm. explain to them and give them cautions with the end result being, if nobody listens to eventually maybe get charged, get a ticket. Right. But I don't think any police officer wants to go out there and start 
hammer in the public. They want to educate them first. Exactly. Right? So, exactly. And, and, and that's just, it, it, and that's the pu- public service part of it. They, they, rather than make right. it, uh, make it an enforcement thing and, ha- and turn the, it's already tough enough for people. Uh, uh, and they want to be more of a, of, of a role model rather than an enforcement model at that point. That's right. So Jim, when you were, when you were talking earlier about uh, the PSAs and all that stuff you're putting out, where, where could your listeners or listeners here find all that stuff that uh, you guys have been putting out? There are, it's on www.crimestoppers.com. And uh, um, I don't know how we ended up with that nice uh, uh, web address, but we, we, we were able to secure that a long time ago. So it's on that one. Nice. And it's also on uh, the other NGO that we started, it's at www.thecsgs.org. That's Crime Stoppers Global Solutions. So we have it up on both. Very nice. So is there any, uh, any cases right now you want to highlight, one of your most wanted or anything like that, that you'd want to get out there for our listeners? Yeah, and this is a, a suspect that has actually been, uh, we know his name, uh, we just can't, can't locate him. His name's O'Shea Williams. And in a suburb of, of Seattle, in the Renton Police Department, he's a 21-year-old charged with first-degree murder. And he, a uh, gang, uh, uh, Ethiopian gang, um, decides to uh, uh, stalk another gang member in a parking lot and just basically executed him in his car. And uh, mm-hmm. so we know who he is. Uh, he's been identified through tips. And now we've got, we're really pumping that one uh, to find out uh, uh, if anybody sees him or where he is, and and that's a uh, an automatic thousand dollars reward for a for a, uh, a homicide suspect. For your listeners, if anybody knows where this Mister O'Shea Williams is, uh, reach out to CrimeStoppers.com. Uh, there's a P3 button there. A submit a tip. Uh, you can either do that online or give your give your guys a shout on the phone. What's your phone number? What's your local phone number down there, Jim? Uh, one one eight hundred two 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 tips. So on a personal note, what have you been up to uh, binge watching anything on Netflix? Are you out there cleaning the lawn? Like, what are you doing to keep yourself sane during these uh, these times? Well, thank God our weather has been decent. And, and uh, well, uh, my yeah. wife and I have got our uh, our uh, yard in shape. And, and uh, uh, my wife is Swiss and she's she's never seen The Sopranos. So we've we've started huh? we've started going back with the uh, the the Soprano series that uh, that she hasn't seen and I, I always got a kick out of that show anyway so we're we're doing a lot of that one and Mad Men that's awesome uh, you know I've been talking about it and, and you know I'll give credit to Dimitri who put me on to it but if you get a chance watch a show called Ray Donovan from beginning to end yeah and the uh, the the other one is uh, on the movie network I'm not sure how you catch it but it's called McMillions oh yeah it's only it's only six shows okay. It's based out of the States. I know, Jimmy, I know your personality. You'll love the FBI agent yes. that's in charge. <laughs> um, he's very charismatic. He's a great guy from what it appears to be. And uh, it's all about the Monopoly game. If you remember the McMillions, the, the McDonald's oh, Monopoly Oh, yeah, yeah, game. yeah, yeah. And the scamming, it has to do with the Italian mob. It's, it's actually a pretty good uh, six-episode short series. Oh, very cool. McMillions. Yeah. But yeah, man, same with us here. We're doing as best as we can, working from home. We, too, have a bunch of people that are working in our office. One of them has to be redeployed onto the, onto the road for essential work in uniform. But uh, other than that, it's uh, status quo and keep your tips yeah. coming. Now, you, you did mention that U.S. guy that's wanted out in Seattle. Right. We, we have caught a couple of our uh, bad guys out in the States mm-hmm. that were from here. So... Like I always say, crime doesn't have borders, and neither should we. 
for the Canadian listeners that are out there in that community that might be hiding them out here in Canada, Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal, keep an eye out, go on your website, see this person's profile and see uh, if we can maybe get some tips on this. You can also Google Washington's most wanted and all these guys that we feature on the, on the show every week uh, are all, uh, are all listed on there with their photos. It's a great show for us. It, it goes all over Washington, into Oregon, over to uh, Idaho, and even into Vancouver, Canada. That's yeah, awesome. it's, a, it's a Fox uh, affiliate, but but you can go on that on, on that website as well, and all our crooks are listed there. Well, you got a better face than I do for TV there, Jimmy, so <laughs> you're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. So for all the, uh, for all the listeners out there, please check out uh, crimestoppers.com. Also search uh, Washington's Most Wanted. And, you know, if you're at home and you're not doing anything, uh, you know, it gives you something to do and be on the lookout for these guys. Jim, thank you once again for joining us today. And we'll keep this dialogue going for future episodes. My pleasure. It was great. Thanks for having me. Our last special guest today on uh, Crime Stopper, See It, Say It, Stop It is Barb Bergen. And she is the president of Crime Stoppers USA. Barb, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. How are things on your end uh, during this time? We're still taking tips. Over the long haul, I think we will see smaller Crime Stopper programs who are going to have some unfortunate financial times because they're not able to get their fundraising in and stuff. Right. But for right now, to the best of my knowledge, everyone is still up and running, still very capable of taking tips on any and all crimes that are coming in. So that's the good news. For sure. We were speaking to uh, Mike Johnson from Tennessee Crime Stoppers earlier today. And, you know, he was bringing up the, the fundraising portion of this as well. Of, you know, should, should they be going forward with their golf tournament? And even if they do, will they see uh, an impact on sponsorship and attendees? And we kind of talked about uh, what we're doing here in Toronto and, and taking it, you know, week by week because our tournament is in September. And, and the likelihood of us canceling it uh, is really high. But uh, definitely some programs, especially the smaller ones, as you said, are going to feel a financial impact here. Speaking of um, fundraisers, the USA conference, is that still a go or have you made a decision on that? Officially, as of right this moment, I can say that we are um, in discussions. Right. We have not publicly announced where we're going with that at this moment. Yeah, because we were actually looking forward because where is it this year? It's in Nebraska, is it not? Omaha, Nebraska is where we're scheduled. Um, but, you know, we have some very difficult decisions to make. And as soon as we know publicly, we will absolutely let our Canadian friends um, in on it because I don't want anybody, you know, buying tickets and stuff if it's not going to go. But we have some contractual things we have to look at and things of that nature. Yeah, for sure. I know uh, Dimitri and I were both looking forward to uh, getting down to uh, Omaha this year. So we'll see how that plays out. I know that's in September, so we still have a little bit of time. Hopefully we can get on the other side of this COVID-19 mess. Um, other than that, uh, what are you up to and, and what has Crime Stoppers USA been up to over the last little while? Well, um, I want to kind of backtrack just one second and okay. talk a little bit about fundraising. I think um, I think we have to understand in the, in the Crime Stoppers world our place right now. You know, we're yeah. still here taking crime tips. I don't know about you guys, but my local jail is at an all-time low. As a matter of fact, the lowest population we have had since they opened this jail. Um, it's a record low of inmates. So mm-hmm. a lot of people are being you know, cited, given citations, so they're not physically being taken to jail and stuff like that. So having said all that, there are in my community and probably in Toronto, 
Um, there are food problems. You know, we have our, our, uh, the people who, who give food away, the people who support those who don't have the ability to buy food and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I think our challenge as being Crime Stoppers is where do we fit into asking for donations? Where do we fit into the proper time, like you said, of doing a fundraiser? Right. That's a really important question. And how does it look publicly? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think most of us have donate buttons. So if someone wanted to donate to us, we could. But we have people who need masks. We have people who need food. We have people who need pay their power bills. You know, there's a lot of things happening that right now you have to prioritize. So I'm encouraging all Crime Stopper programs to um, be patient. You know, I don't want them to close, but I need them. To under- right. We need to understand. We need to evaluate where we stand to what we're doing. And Crime Stoppers is going to hit us a little harder, probably six right. to nine months down the road. That's where I would expect to see it. But I guess I'm trying to be socially understanding of what gets prioritized in the nonprofit world. And it scares me a little bit, but I think we do have to, to look at that value wise. Right. Yeah, I, I, I agree. We all have to work together. And I think yeah. that not only do the different programs, but the sponsors, everybody's going through the same problems. People are being laid off. So where do you approach a company now that's just laid off a bunch of people and ask them to give you a donation? So I think we got to look on how we're going to come out of this, not only being safe with the COVID virus, but also economically. And we just can't, we just can't panic. Well, we are going to get through this. I think everybody have to look at one another to help each other. Some programs are more economically sound than others. And this is where we have to help our brothers and sisters. Absolutely. I agree 100%. And being chairman of Crime Stoppers USA, that's one of my responsibilities is to make sure that as a board, we're giving the tools to these programs and the help where we can. It might, it's not going to be a check, but there are ways that you can go out and do things for your community, stabilize your program through a tough time and come out on the other side, still standing up. That's right. For sure. For sure. I mean, it's going to be like we've said a a tough time and, you're absolutely right, Barb. I think, you know, six months, nine months down the road is when uh, the programs will start seeing it, paying out tips and uh, doing awareness campaigns or whatever they may have kind of in their arsenal of things to do to get the message out there. Is We're going to see a crunch when it comes to uh, finances down the road, absolutely. Yes, no, switching the gears to to what we do at Crime Stoppers. Um, I know that we always talk about criminals not having borders. A couple of our bandits got arrested in the states which a lot of our uh, criminals sometimes find themselves fleeing canada and going over across the border so a lot a lot of help was given by some of your programs in the states to capture those people wanted for murder some of them even their arrests were televised and it could have made its own tv show the way the arrest went down so we wanted to give the opportunity to our partners and our brothers and sisters in the states uh maybe talk a bit about their cases and what their their programs are doing across the states. You know, um, it it is very cool how these things all come together, isn't it? Here, I have to say this. I come from Florida, so none of my bad guys want to leave Florida because who the heck wants to run to Canada? I'm just going to put it out there, okay? I agree. Plus 40 to minus 40. You're right. Exactly. Unless it's July or August, I'm certainly not flying up. I may come up to your golf tournament in September if you hold it, but that's going to be getting awful close to the cold weather. That's right. That's Um, right. 
But I think it is very interesting. And, you know, the beautiful thing about the software that we use in the Crime Stopper world today, the ability to, to have a tip in another program's hands within seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, we have come a long ways from 40 some years ago. And it is it's wonderful how we can communicate back and forth, get these pieces of information almost immediately into the hands of the troops on the street who are going out physically chasing these bad guys down and catching them. I, I love it. I love it as well. You know what? And everyone we talk to across the board that's been on these podcasts, keep on talking about the P3 system and how amazing it is. Um, even just the analytics of it, how you can break it down. I was kind of showing Sean a bit. It's phenomenal what the Anderson group there did for us. And uh, even though I'm just a short time in Crime Stoppers as an investigator, 20 years of my life, it's eye opening what these programs can actually do. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I've known Kevin Anderson and his group for many, many years. And um, I was part of the the team that begged him to come back into the space with P3 and what they've done has been phenomenal. Um, you know, he's doing it for entire states down here in the U S for state schools. In other words, um, the states are purchasing P3 campus to put it into every student's hands in certain states. Wow. And that's just incredible that you're, that he's given that opportunity. You know, we have our share of problems down here when it comes to school shootings and school safety. And it's a, it's a wonderful tool that um, some of the school districts or the state schools have put in place for students. That's really good. So, Barb, cycling back to uh, what you guys are up to there in the uh, Crime Stopper USA world, what do you guys have going on uh, right now? Um, so Crime Stoppers USA, we look like geniuses. <laughs> and trust me, we're not. <laughs> but this was an accident. Um, you know, we've been talking for years about purchasing an educational platform where we can have our online um, training sessions in a professional way where people can can go 24 hours a day and listen to Richard Carter, our legal advisor, or listen to a fundraiser, you know, session that we trained on, things like that. And it literally this month, April, we purchased a pretty dynamic training platform. Um, so we look like geniuses and we're not, but we are going to be able to push out training sessions like you won't believe nice. oh, um, here moving forward. So it's, it's really, um, one of the things we have to protect is we push them out for members only, mm. um, you know, cause we're a membership members only, we're a membership driven organization, but my goal is to put training for best practices in the, in the hands of every program and make it easy. You know, if you can go click, click of a button and sit and listen to a podcast like yours or sit and listen to a training session that Richard Carter has done or watch a video, um, those are, those are very important things for Crime Stoppers USA to be doing. And the last thing um, I, I just remind everybody, I know you guys have your slogan up there in the Toronto area, but um, we're using say it here. That has become really important to us nationally. Right. Um, we all have different logos. We have different. You guys are fortunate that you have the same phone number up there. We've got thousands of phone numbers down here in the U.S. But the slogan of say it here that we have trademarked U.S. wise, um, that's important to us because I want that to become synonymous with anonymity, right. anonymity being the most important thing that we do. We provide anonymity to people. So wherever people see our Say It Here slogan, um, that means you're dealing with a true Crime Stopper program who's going to provide you with anonymity. When you talk about the training videos, is that something where you might reach out to other programs and say, hey, listen, if you have something that uh, you'd want on this platform, let us know and you put it up there? Or is it something that you guys create yourselves and put it out? We have not uh, borrowed anything from anybody else. It's pretty much something we do our best to do training for our member programs every month. 
And some sometimes it'll be about accounting and tax and things like that, you know, because I, I don't know if, how you guys do it in Canada, but right now all of our tax deadlines have been extended to July 15th. Yeah, same here. That's personal and business. Mm-hmm. The business decision down here wasn't even announced until last week. So my programs were like, well, when's our 990s due? That's what we, that's the 990 report that you have to do for the IRS in the U.S., so now they've gotten extensions to dry July 15th. Those are little things that we try to push out to them on a training platform. Because right. I don't know about you guys, but one of the common areas that our Crime Stopper programs can get a little sideways is if they don't file their 990s three years mm-hmm. in a row, the mm-hmm. IRS will pull your nonprofit status very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just one of those best practice tools that I like to keep in front of people. So, you know, we'd be happy to look at some training if other people have already put it together. And if it fits the model that, you know, that we like to see out there for best practices. Yeah, we have the space now. (laughs) Very good job. Very good job. I I love how your thought process of best practices and different programs. I find sometimes it's a bit frustrating because certain programs run differently than others, but having those best practices, Toronto might be doing something that's good for them. Whereas another program across Canada might be doing something that's working for them because they're in a, in a rural area or non urban area. But by having that platform, at least have access to it and at least look into it. It might be good for your program. It might not be, but at least you have those accesses that you're giving people in the States. It's amazing. We should have something like that put together here in Canada. Yeah. You, you know what, Dimitri? Well, maybe we, we need to work together on that, guys. Um, yeah, for sure. I do want to comment on one thing. One thing that's interesting to me that I've always had to check myself on is I come from a big program. Uh, Central Florida here, we pride ourselves in trying to stay neck and neck with Toronto. <laughs> I think we are two of the strongest programs in North America, to be honest with you. But I always have to remind myself that across the U.S., 80% of my programs are mom and pops, very small nonprofits. And so, you know, Dimitri, when you say that, you could not be more correct. They do have to operate differently than big programs like ours do. And I I try to be patient and understand that they're going to have to do their banking a little differently. They're going to have to have their boards look different than our boards might look. So um, it's a great, diverse organization. The face of Crime Stoppers isn't one face, it's many different faces. And, I, and it's one of the things that really keeps me excited about what we do. And that's why we, uh, I emphasize on this podcast, moreover, we called it Criminals Don't Have Borders, Neither Do Crime Stoppers, because we don't. Yes, the running of the program might be slightly different than others. But like you said earlier, the anonymity is always top priority for every program. And your best practices are shared. And one, for example, was the Arizona conference that I had the opportunity of attending and meeting so many great people and learning how those programs in the States work. Now, of course, laws are different in the States. Laws are different in Canada. So you got to come back with what you can use in Canada. And I find that every time we go to the States and we learn from our partners there, we're always going to bring something back. And I think last year when Sean and uh, Martin had the opportunity to talk, I think a lot of the programs got our best practices and maybe they took them back and are utilizing themselves. Well, I can tell you that that's an absolute, that people walked away from the presentations that the two of you did and went back home and tried to figure out how that fit their organization. I mean, I told Sean, I'm coming to Toronto when it's not cold um, (laughs) so I can follow Martin when schools are in session. There's a lot of problems happening here right now, but 
um, because my local program would like to, I'd like to do a little bit of looking at, at your, pro, at what you guys are doing up there with the schools. Um, right. And I've got some school districts that want to send people with me to come up and observe what you all are doing. So once we kick COVID-19 in the tail, yeah. um, we'll get back on those things. Yes, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, Dimitri, you know what I'm thinking about is uh, the the bully, the anti-bullying video that we're going to be doing. Maybe that might be something of interest for Barb to put in your uh, your platform there. Yeah, anti-bullying is yeah. coming up and uh, it's more centric towards uh, students, which is good. And um, yeah, for sure. In times like this, we have to we have to share all our information. Me and Sean, a, a bunch of us here in Canada think the same way. We have to not keep it amongst ourselves. But we have to share it with our counterparts and then vice versa. We, we have to make this program what it is, and that's called Crime Stoppers, right? So, One of the training topics I really want to touch on and figure out how to do it best is teaching our, our LEO partners how we, what we really are. Um, you guys, I'm retired cop, 10 and a half years in homicide. So I understand how tips come in and you got to, you know, I've gone full circle on this, but there's so many, well, retirements are happening every day. And it's an educational thing that we have to be reminded of and teach our cops, whether it be a, a boots on the ground guy and he gets a tip for a location of a fugitive or things like that. So I'm, I'm looking forward to coming up with that kind of um, practice even to be used by our law enforcement partners so they can give it to their patrol guys or their detectives and say, oh, this is what Prime Stoppers does. This is how it operates. Yep, we, we've been doing that with our internal network. We also came up with an About Us type video talking about where Crime Stoppers came from, where it is now, how many programs across the globe. And believe it or not, I got a big following from internal, from all the investigators that are being assigned these tips. Because I'll, I'll, I'll be the first to say, 20 years on the job as a detective and, you know, chasing down murder suspects, robbery suspects, I knew, I, I knew very little of Crime Stoppers other than I would come into my office and there would be a Crime Stopper tip on a piece of paper. I didn't know who I had to reach out to. A lot of people don't know that we can have an open dialogue with tipsters and you can completely stay anonymous on our P3 platform, but we can reach out to the tipsters, asking them to clarify certain questions or whatever the investigators might have. And that was a big eye opener. But like you said, how do you get it out to the masses? And we're looking at maybe even doing on our every year, our cops here in Toronto have to be requalified. So they go off for like a three day uh, training at the police college. And I'm trying to get in there for about at least 15, 20 minutes just to do a little bit of a slideshow and do that with our new recruits as well. So that's one movie that we can always be on top of it. Yeah. I think um, I'm in that same boat. What I'm old. Okay. Let me just yeah. put it up there. 61 years old. Okay. So I do my best to do Instagram and Twitter and all those things, this educational thing that we talk about, whether it be to the public, to our law enforcement partners. But what I have come to, to appreciate is now I'm looking at a generation of law enforcement partners who have this attention span of, you know, three minutes or so. Um, yeah. And so as I do these things, I have to keep that in mind. I can't keep talking as excited as I am about Crime Stoppers, I've got to stop, give it to them short yeah. and quick and teach properly. One of the ways that uh, we're combating it here in Toronto is that we're trying to put an investigative forum together with top investigators across the city. So the lead investigators, you can say, with different units, uh, bring them down, have like a little brunch, talk to them and explain to them 
this is what Crime Stoppers does. This is how we can reach out. This is how we can help you. And maybe even give them a couple of uh, good examples of cases that have been solved. Along with that, you bring in your sponsors. One sponsor, for example, is Uber. Uber law enforcement, they can come in and they can explain to them how you can work together. So we were, we were putting this thing together before COVID started. So it's being postponed. But of course, we're going to share our platform with you there, Barb. And we'll give you the feedback that we're getting from our investigators. Maybe that's one way that your programs can uh, reach out to their internal law enforcement officers. That'd be great. I'd love to hear about that through more yeah. information. Yeah, and it's, it's really interesting, uh, you know, an idea that uh, Dimitri had there. And so it's, it's given us a chance to not only hitting those folks, those investigators with Crime Stoppers, but also bringing in, as Dimitri said, Uber. Uh, there's a company called 3SI. Uh, you know, myself will be going in to speak on what Circle K is doing so that these investigators who may not have known about Uber and who to contact now know who to contact. And it's, it's one way to not only sell ourselves, but also sell our sponsors that have law enforcement ties and what they do to these investigators. So it's, uh, we hope that it's going to be a pretty big hit. Great. I, I look forward to hearing the results and how it goes. So Barb, you, you mentioned uh, you're on social media and all that. Where can our listeners find more information about uh, Crime Stoppers USA and then uh, also for your Florida Crime Stopper program? If you want to follow us on Twitter, which we're pretty big with my adult program on Twitter, which is Crimeline FL. Mm -hmm. So it's Crimeline FL. Um, Crime Stoppers USA is on Facebook. We haven't done a real good job of promoting Crime Stoppers USA uh, social media wise. I will tell you one thing, though, that's and I don't know if you guys have tried this. Um, we have a, a private Facebook page for Crime Stoppers USA members, okay. and it has become one of the most incredible training platforms that I, I, I never imagined it was going to turn into what it has happened. So a program will pop up, a member program will pop up and say, hey, I'm having a problem with this. Who has some ideas or what are you doing about this? And the feeds below that, oh, we're doing this over here in Nebraska. We're doing this in Las Vegas. We're doing this in Phoenix. It's incredible in the Crime Stopper world how that, that, that private Facebook page has become a learning platform for our member programs. It's really been very cool. During COVID, I'm, I'm going to be doing another um, video here for our members to post um, just to get the message out so people can see a face who's saying, this is what we're doing. This is why we're doing. We're here to support you. But that private Facebook page has really become something. I don't know if you guys are trying that in Canada yet, but what a wonderful tool. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, you know what? I don't think we are doing that, but it's something that we can bring to our Ontario program. And if not to uh, Dave Forrester, the president of Canada Crime Stoppers, see if maybe we can kind of copy what you guys are doing or maybe even do a joint venture and share both ideas from the Canadian and the American side of things. Yeah, because when it comes to the best practices, the laws may be different, but maintaining anonymity it, that, that's a pretty strong common um, denominator mm -hmm. that we all have. And we need to make sure we're looking at all different directions to, to safeguard that. Anonymity. And questions that investigators have in the States are the exact same questions that the investigators are right. having in Canada. Catching your bad guy or gal is, is going to be very similar, I could say. And uh, so the, the issues that we're having here with investigators is going to be the same issues that you guys are having over there. So I'd love to join that uh, private Facebook page and maybe there's something that I can answer what Toronto is doing over here. So very Thanks. good. For sure. For more information on Crime Stoppers USA, please visit www.crimestoppersusa.org. Barb, thanks again and uh, keep well. Thank you, Barb. Talk soon. You too, guys. Have a bye good bye. day.
Lots of great discussion today with our American friends. Very informative and nice to see the reach Crime Stoppers has in helping make our communities safer from coast to coast nationwide. As we conclude, I would like to remind everybody that community safety is a shared responsibility. See it, say it, stop it. Remember, you remain anonymous, criminals don't. For more information, please visit us at 222tips.com and follow us on social media. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to stay connected and join the conversation. Please share our podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, or show ideas, please email us at crimestopperspodcast at gmail.com. As we started the podcast, please keep your thoughts and prayers with our friends in Nova Scotia and all those impacted by the heartbreaking tragedy that unfolded this past Sunday. Our deepest condolences go out to the families and friends of the victims and to our colleagues at the RCMP for the loss of Constable Heidi Stevenson. Thank you for listening. Until next time, be safe.